0: Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go?
1: Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before.
0: So, meet my wife and co host, Stuart Anderson.
1: And he's my husband and co host, Dr. David Anderson.
0: It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So, let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast.
1: Guess what? Today, we're going to talk about why couples need to keep certain clothes on at all times in marriage.
0: (laughs) All right. So before you get all bent out of shape, uh, thinking like we discourage physical intimacy in marriage, you better take a breath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, take a breath. The truth is we absolutely encourage physical intimacy. We believe it's part of God's best for all of us in marriage.
0: Mm. So why are we suggesting to keep certain clothes on in front of your spouse. Because listen, the clothes we're talking about are not the clothes you buy online or like at your favorite clothing store or something.
1: Well, exactly. In fact, we encourage you to take those clothes off whenever you (laughs) and your spouse feel like it. The the clothes that we need to always keep on are the ones God gave us when he created us in his image.
0: You know, it's, it's what Stuart and I refer to as the marriage dress code. And it comes right out of Colossians 3.12. The Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Now watch this. Clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience.
1: Oh. Don't you love that kind of imagery? I mean, the act of putting on those types of mm. clothes. Many of us put a lot of thought into what we wear when, before we go out the door. We're always checking the weather or, um, you know, of course, the colors. And then <laughs> right. what we're go- about to do, whether it's for dinner or hiking or working out. But, the, you know, the point is, and I believe it's one of Paul's points, is that we choose whatever mm. we're going to wear. Whether we choose compassion versus indifference or kindness versus unkindness or humility versus pride, gentleness versus harshness Mm. or patience versus intolerance, that is up to us.
0: I think that is exactly, Stuart, um, Paul's point. Listen, none of us always get this right, but we can get it right. When we choose, that's like one of my favorite words, when we choose to. You know, Stuart said that the clothes we're talking about are the ones we were given when God created us in his image. Listen, think of it this way. If I want a glimpse of the image of God, I look at the person of Jesus Christ. The scripture says he is the visible expression of, Of the invisible God. So compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, patient. Like we could go on and on. I also have those characteristics in me because He made me in His image and He lives in me. Like remember this, Paul started the whole thing off, this whole scripture off in Colossians by saying this as God's chosen people, holy. And dearly loved. That's us, good people. <laughs> that is us. That's you and that's me. Because our life, as one of my favorite authors writes, his name is Oswald Chambers. And if you've never, never read his, uh, my utmost words, his, his highest, uh, it's, a, it's a daily devotional. He says, our life is a Bethlehem for Jesus That is where Jesus is born. He lives in us.
1: Well, I have some great news for today. Here's a fact. We have everything we need to honor this dress code. Mm. That is love our spouse with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. And I know some of you may think, well, I don't have that. I remember one time, David, you and I were in our Sunday school class and our one of our favorite people, Mike, was teaching the class, and it was on Galatians 5.22, one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, the Holy Spirit gives us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, yeah. self-control, all, all those, of that. The
0: fruits of the Spirit.
1: Right, the fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit. And someone in the class said, well, why does the Holy Spirit choose to give us only some of those And, well, the truth is, is that we have them all. Some of them might be stronger in your daily walk, but the truth is, is that you have all of that in us. Mm. Sometimes we miss the mark. And when we miss the mark, that's going to give our spouse an opportunity to give us grace and forgiveness. Mm. You know, those things we talked about in episode 20. The message here today is not, come on, this is going to be easy because it's not. But we do believe that it's God's best in marriage for us to love our spouses this way. And if we miss the mark, we just put those clothes back on and start over.
0: Man, don't you love that? You just start over. It's a a new day. So let's talk for a minute um, about these different articles of clothing, Stuart. Like, what does compassion look like in marriage? Um, In our minds, it's being in touch with your spouse's emotions, listen, oftentimes compassion motivates us to help. And it's not out of this obligation, like, I guess I should help, you know, I should help. But it's out of understanding, like I feel her struggle. I feel the pain in her struggle, and that motivates me to want to help. And here's the other thing. We must be intentional and attentive to have this authentic compassion.
1: Yeah, I I think we can best get to that place of authentic compassion by asking the question, what must it be like to be in his or her shoes? Mm. Sometimes it's simply asking questions to better understand your spouse's situation without trying to fix it.
0: (laughs) I know that's going to be one of your major points uh, on this whole episode, but you know, that's a nice point. I know that it is difficult for me sometimes, what you just said. Mm -hmm. I want to fix it for you, right? And and when really all you want is for me to sit in it Mm -hmm. with you. That is what I mean. Like when I say help, like it's not about fixing it but being emotionally present, present, like in it with my spouse.
1: Oh, exactly. You know, that used to happen a lot when I came home from teaching after a a hard day. Um, There were times when I wanted to tell you about the day, Mm -hmm. but you would just start giving me a list of ways that I could fix it. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was out of love, but, you know, it will... It just fills me up more when you simply show me an understanding emotionally.
0: I I do understand that. I I think sometimes a person's attempt to fix versus give compassion, it can come across to your spouse as like criticism. Mm -hmm. It's as if, uh, you know, I'm saying clearly... You are not competent, uh, as competent as I am. So I'll fix it for you, (laughs) uh, even if that's not my intent. See, our spouse can hear it that way. Most of us know it's much easier to try to fix the situation than sitting in it with someone else. I, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, about this whole point. It, it's kind of like as a parent, you know, when, when your child is really small, it, it'd be so much easier. And I know you saw this as a teacher where parents probably did this. It, it would be so much easier to just do your homework, your your child's homework for them. Oh, gosh, You, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than sitting in it with them right. as they learn, right. you know, to do those math problems, oh, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I feel your compassion when you take the time to ask me questions, Mm. you know, just to get a deeper understanding about whatever's going on. I, you know, that to me, that's what it means to sit in it is that you just sit, you listen and ask questions just so you can understand more. But let's talk about more articles of this clothing.
0: Okay. So which ones you want to start with?
1: Well, how about patience and kindness? (laughs) You know, David and I decided a few months ago to go back to memorizing 1 Corinthians 13, you know, what many of us call the love chapter. And the verse starts out with love is patient and kind. Now, obviously, we saw the need to do this because we were not feeling a lot of patience and kindness from each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now, it's kind of our tagline,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? Uh, when we walk through the day with each other. So... If we sense one of us are like getting edgy when we uh, are kind of living together, particularly in this small space we're (laughs) living in right now, then we speak the tagline of this love chapter and it starts off, love is patient and kind. We'll speak that. Sometimes it's in a humorous or light spirit, but it is definitely an encouragement to one another.
1: Yes, and for parents who are listening, this showing patience and kindness, that's exactly what we need to be modeling. Mm. Our world needs kindness. We all know that. And I believe it's best taught in our families.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That is so true. And it really is a choice. See, I have the power to choose kindness towards Stuart instead of being mean or aggressive or sarcastic. In some ways, this may sound like, somewhat elementary that I have a choice to to treat my wife this way. But here's the thing. When we choose not to clothe ourselves with these kinds of behaviors in marriage, we become so toxic to our spouses. We end up being that person who hijacks joy from the very one we love so much.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, if you think about it, This clothing ourselves thing will transform not only our marriages, but our families. Mm -hmm. All of us wake up to enough chaos around us, whether it's our, our health or our finances or raising children, worrying about our careers or, you know, just the lack of kindness we see on the news or in the grocery stores. I mean, all of that kind of chaos. But when we choose to be patient and kind, we can transform that.
0: Listen, I so agree with you, Stuart. I really believe we all wake up at a crossroad every morning, like every morning of every day. Do we choose to become that chaos in our marriage or do we choose to put our clothes on that breathes life into our marriage and our family and ultimately our world?
1: You know, our intent here is not to sound like we're preaching a sermon. We really believe that this is at the root of what driving the red truck in marriage means.
0: Well, Stuart is so right. Um, Listen, if you believe, as we do, that your marriage is sacred, and by that, let's take away the religious or the spiritual context for just a moment, okay? By sacred, we mean highly valued. Then choosing compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience is what sets our marriage relationship apart from all other human experiences, all other relationships that we're in. I believe clothing these things truly does make our marriage sacred.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I know most of us will hear this and say, I agree completely. Mm. But then they'll say, how do we change old habits of relating to each other that are so deeply rooted that Mm. aren't at all what we're describing here? Yeah. Well, to that, we're going to say one day at a time. As we've said in the past, we don't break habits. We replace them. You know, David and I started with the first Corinthians 13. And I've told you this before. I put a reminder on my phone every day. So it was the first thing I saw when I looked at my phone. Yep. Love is patient and kind. And, and, and that's
0: that's really the crossroad that I'm talking about when we wake up in the morning. The choice, yeah, right. exactly.
1: It reminds you to make that choice. So we can replace old habits with tiny strategies like that. David and I think it also starts with discernment. That is just noticing, is there a need in my marriage to put on these clothes that mm-hmm. Paul talks about?
0: And you know what? If your answer is yes to that question, then the work begins. I, I've talked about personal change in previous episodes, and I believe change is a process. And you know what? It starts with contemplation. I, I, I love talking about this as a kind of a way of, of personal change and motivation. And contemplation is that first stage. That is to discern how am I contributing To the condition of this relationship. And by the way, your marriage doesn't have to be in crisis to ask this question. It may simply be that you notice that the high octane, quote unquote, isn't quite where you want it.
1: We talk about that high octane in the podcast opener every time. You know, the line where David says, life leaves you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Well, that's the high octane that we're talking about.
0: Exactly. And so if you discern in your contemplation that in fact you are contributing to this existence, then you must decide on a strategy for changing it. And what I mean by that is if you decide or discern that you're contributing to the existing uh, the existing state of your marriage maybe that 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 lack of high octane then you must decide on a strategy for changing it once you decide on a strategy then the next phase of change is you must act on it and this is what i call our will that is to will or act or choose, there's that word again, your personal change. Listen, I believe Paul in the Colossians verse basically says, act or choose when he says, clothe yourself. He meant that, he meant act, choose compassion, choose kindness, act on humility, act on gentleness and patience.
1: And by the way, this change process really becomes doable when we involve each other. We already told you that day by day is the best. But then when you involve your spouse in trying to make the change, it absolutely will become powerful. Let me give you an example of how to involve each other before we close. You know, Dave and I told you earlier about our decision to memorize the love chapter verse. That was part of our strategy for making change in our marriage. But first, we had the conversation about the difficulty we were having. We agreed that we were hijacking that high octane out of our marriage by how we were treating each other.
0: I I remember that conversation like it was yesterday.
1: Yeah. But the strategy we came up with was to choose patience and kindness and to remind, remind one another of it when it was necessary. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly walking around our house, passing each other, saying (laughs) love is patient and kind. Now, is that going to make us live happily ever after just because we choose to do that? Probably not. That's not the only thing. But God's best in marriage requires that we grow together and that it's ongoing. Our new strategy is just another way to help each other develop new habits that really matter.
0: I really love that point, that You know, being in a relationship, being in a marriage is a day-to-day process for for the rest of our lives of growing personally. So, you know what? It takes call to action to grow personally. And we want to give you a call to action today. Uh, The first thing we want you to do is spend some time alone to contemplate some area in your marriage that could use an upgrade by putting on one or some of these articles of clothing. In other words, do I need to show my spouse more compassion or gentleness or patience? And by the way, it could be something your spouse has already spoken to you, but you've ignored it over a long period of time. And then ask the question, is the lack of these characteristics contributing to the low octane situation in my marriage?
1: Secondly, we want you to invite your spouse to do the same thing, to contemplate some area in your marriage that could use a change and then ask the question, how are they contributing to staying stuck by possibly not putting on the clothes that we're talking about? Mm. And then the both of you have a conversation and agree on how to get started with this change Pick a strategy and you can borrow ours. Love is patient and kind if you need it. (laughs) It's working for
0: us. (laughs) But
1: whatever it is, choose to do it one day at a time and just give each other grace as you try to change. Remember, always choose to clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience when having all of these types of conversations. And if you need to go back to our previous episodes on how to have great communication in marriage, please do so. Mm. Finally, take action, get started on your strategies, and encourage each other along the way.
0: Man, I think that is so important for a couple to really help each other by catching the other one, like doing this new behavior and, and acknowledging it.
1: Oh, so important. It
0: is. So you know what, folks? I'm telling you, when we begin doing these things, we believe you will end up driving that red truck in your marriage this week no doubt in our minds so bye for now